0: Welcome to Between the Headphones, a Georgia football podcast. I'm Stuart Steele, the sports editor at the Wren Black, and your host for this podcast series. Each week, the Wren Black football beat will look back on the previous week's game and preview the matchup for next week. In this episode, I'll speak to football beat writer Parth Patel about Georgia's 42-10 win against Auburn and preview the Georgia Vanderbilt game with assistant sports editor John James. Welcome to the show, Parth. Thanks for having me again. Yeah, so Georgia-Auburn has kind of caused a lot of different reactions I feel like from people around the the Georgia football space. What were your main takeaways from this game and how did you feel Georgia performed overall?
1: So my, my my main kind of takeaway is it's kind of a tale of two halves. I thought in the first half it was really frustrating just watching Georgia's offense kind of really not get anything going and it kind of felt like they were wasting away the really special performance the Georgia defense was having but you know they really turned that around in the second half and fourth quarter and the way they were able to just run the ball and kind of run up the score I thought kind of helped um, you know savor that kind of blowout in the end and really kind of bring an optimistic view to kind of what went on in the game which was Georgia really dominated on the rushing attack and their defense played a really spectacular game
0: Yeah well so my big takeaway offensively Was early on a lot of those Swing passes they were trying and like Little screens were just not working And it seemed like Auburn just knew those were Coming like I think everyone in the Stadium can kind of tell when they do that little Motion with Kenny McIntosh out into the Flat that that's going to be a throw to him So I feel like Georgia just needs to try to be less predictable with those plays and maybe draw up some new things off of that concept, like just run that exact play but have somebody go up the seam off it or something like that and just be a little less predictable. Also, I mean, Stetson Bennett had another kind of down – game in general for his standards this season and um, especially that first half was his worst half of the season.
1: Yeah, I think I think just going on what you touched on with the offense, I think they need to just continue taking more deep shots to stay kind of unpredictable. I mean, they kind of they took like two deep shots. Uh, Bennett overthrew Bowers on one and then McConkie kind of dropped the other one and I think if they continue with those shots at some point, you know, those are going to start clicking and that's when you can kind of see Georgia's offense kind of elevate to where they were against Oregon, and South Carolina.
0: Yeah, and I think getting A.D. Mitchell back is still a big thing for this Georgia offense. He was able to play a couple snaps, but Kirby said he wasn't really feeling right and had kind of a a thumb sprain on top of his ankle injury. So I think that'll still help. But another thing is just getting the ball into the hands of your your playmakers. Like getting Bowers the ball, getting Darnell Washington the ball, in my opinion. And, I mean, Kenny McIntosh in the passing game, maybe not on those swings specifically, but just – drawing some stuff up and getting him involved um, as well as Ladd McConkey, but um, I just didn't see a lot of that early and I, I felt like it was why Auburn was able to stop them early on other than the two times Georgia got the ball in kind of good field position off of a I think a turnover one time and that good Ladd McConkey punt return second time and were able to score on those two drives behind a solid rushing attack
1: yeah, I mean, I was kind of concerned with the lack of touches. Um, you know, Brock Bauer's guy, he only had two receptions the whole game. And, uh, you know, the last couple of weeks they've been using him in the run game with kind of those quick runs, and they didn't even attempt that this week. So I think Georgia does need to do a better job of that. And I think Kenny McIntosh was a good person to point out because he was really on fire the first two weeks in terms of the receiving game, and he's kind of dropped off um, the last couple of weeks. So I think I think Georgia needs to start kind of adjusting a little bit more and getting those players uh the ball in their hands a lot more going forward
0: yeah and then speaking to the positives on offense obviously the big takeaway was the rushing attack and how they got going in the second half and that also opened up some stuff for the passing game where Stetson was able to actually get going a little bit himself as well I mean Branson Robinson ran really hard and really well and then J.J. Edwards obviously also had a, a strong game what do you think about this backfield as a whole with all four backs now that have contributed in pretty significant ways
1: Yeah, I mean, I think it's a really good thing for Georgia, and I I really do think they're going to start kind of relying on the run game a little bit more. Edwards has been someone that's been kind of trending up kind of the whole season, and he really broke out in that Auburn game going for three touchdowns. And I think Robinson was kind of a big surprise. You know, he he was getting a little bit of work in the fourth quarter blowouts, but he had 12 carries for 98 yards. Kirby said he had a really solid week of practice, and I think those two guys with McIntosh and Milton can create really a steady run game for Georgia that, you know, they can really rely upon and kind of use while they're passing offense still gets in tune i mean they put up 42 points uh, you know relying primarily on the run game so I think that's a really good sign for Georgia
0: yeah I think also it was probably the best game of the season for the offensive line especially with run blocking I mean the holes were there for the most part they were able to get some more explosive runs there was a 30 yarder for Ranson Robinson 28 yarder for Edwards and then obviously the big Stetson Bennett QB draw I mean so opening up those holes I think against like an Auburn that does have legitimate SEC talent up front is a very good sign because We've been kind of talking about them not being able to do that even in their Samford game or against Kent State. So I think that's a sign they're trending in the right direction.
1: Yeah, I mean, we've got to give a shout out to the offensive line, I think, because last week was one of the games where, you know, it was one of the few times in the Kirby era where the offensive line and for that regard, the defensive line were kind of you know, um, out uh, physical, and I think this week both lines were really physical and dominant. I mean, the run game, they opened up all the holes. Um, you know, Georgia had six rushing touchdowns, I believe, uh, in the game, and the defensive line was dominant with pressure on Ashford the whole game, too. So I think that was really—this was a really Kirby-style win where they were just physical on both lines.
0: Yeah, I think— Talking about the defense a little more, I was really impressed with the pressure they were able to get on Ashford all game. Again, no sacks, but it was pretty constant. I mean, he was almost always just... Looping out to that right side and having to throw it out of bounds. I mean, so the coverage downfield must have been good too. But guys like Warren Brinson, I saw in the backfield a lot. He was really impressive to me in the absence of Jalen Carter. And then I mean, really just the whole the whole defensive front and when they would blitz Dumas Johnson as well, he was getting after it. And they were they were doing a good job of just making Ashford uncomfortable, which while obviously he's not a super experienced quarterback, it's still good when you can completely pretty much blanket a guy barring that one touchdown. They missed a bunch of tackles.
1: Yeah, I mean, I don't think there's going to be enough words to kind of describe how well the defense played on Saturday. I mean, they were after Ashford the whole game. I don't think I've seen a quarterback throw a ball away as much as Ashford did in that game. He would always just roll out and just end up throwing it away. D-line had relentless pressure. You know, I think that confused Auburn's O-line a lot, too, because they had numerous false starts that really killed pretty much, like, all of their drives. So I think, I think all three facets would sit. Secondary, you know, linebackers, defensive line, they were all on point against Auburn. And, you know, I think Georgia's defense really needed that coming off of two subpar performances.
0: Yeah, and I think it's... It's impressive as well. Like I said, Jalen Carter not able to play. Uh, Munden was not able to go in this game either. So guys stepping into those positions and filling the void against a legitimate SEC opponent, if not a top one, is a a big thing for Georgia. And that's that's a good sign for them going forward because injuries are a part of the game and they're going to continue to happen. And guys are going to have to step up. And obviously Georgia has a lot of talent, but not all of it's super tested. So it's it's good to get a chance to play some of those guys in a real meaningful game.
1: Yeah, I think, I mean, the depth was a really big thing for Georgia this week. I mean, it was really good for them to get, you know, that experience because it's going to really help them down the road when they're facing tougher um, opponents. And I think I think just continuity as well for the unit as they get more games together, I think will really help this team because I think, especially on defense, they faced a little bit of adversity when they were, you know, struggling against Missouri and Kent State. And to respond like they did against, you know, Auburn in a rivalry game, you know, it's going to be a loud environment at home. You know, they haven't really played well. Well on, um, you know, the last time they were at home against Kent State. So I think that was a big statement for the defense to kind of show what the Georgia standard is to their home fans.
0: Yeah. So kind of piggybacking off of that Missouri game that was a real, really concerning performance, how much did this game kind of alleviate those concerns for you? And also Georgia moved back up to number one in the AP poll. Do you think that was correct? And do you think Georgia deserves to be the top ranked team in the nation?
1: So I think in terms of the Auburn performance I do think the fact that Auburn was starting Robbie Ashford you know on the road you know I think it was expected that he was going to struggle that being said I thought the defense played well and I you know I saw a lot of things that they corrected that they you know weren't doing against Missouri so I think the biggest thing for me to kind of see how they improve going into Vanderbilt and you know going into Florida and I think in terms of the number one ranking I think you know with just how subpar Georgia's performances were the last two games I honestly my opinion don't think they should be the number one team if it were up to me right now I'd probably put Ohio State one Bama two and then Georgia three just because you know Georgia had back-to-back subpar performances and then they followed that with the first half which was you know really not that great for Georgia standards and they really only turned it up in the second half so I think they need to do a better job of you know just playing strong and fast and hard for all four quarters
0: yeah, I think I agree with you. I think I would put Georgia at number one purely just because of the um, the Oregon game now looks so impressive to me just because Oregon has actually turned out to be a legitimately good team and has been a really good offense and Georgia just blanked them. And Ohio State, their most impressive win to me is probably Notre Dame, who isn't that impressive at this point. And they'll have a chance to prove themselves as the season goes on as well. But, um, yeah, I think I would have Georgia at number one, but also – I don't think Alabama would be in as big of a question mark if Bryce Young was playing, and yeah. I don't think the AM game would have been nearly as close with him either, so I think that's a big equalizer for them. The last thing I wanted to touch on is Lad McConkey, who I gave a pretty hard time on last week's podcast for two pretty bad performances, um, but I thought he really stepped up this week besides his one muff punt which he did manage to recover I'm still a little worried about that but he had his really nice return to set up a, a, one of George's first half scores and just generally was a solid contributor on the offensive side of the ball was their lead receiver in receptions and yards and I thought he 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 showed you know signs of being himself again
1: yeah, I mean, I definitely say that he's kind of improving. I think the muff punt again is kind of a concern. Just with you know, that's something that's been trending with him for a while. And then I think, you know, he did lead the team in yards, but he I think he could have done better in terms of drops because he had Stetson had him on a deep shot where it was a little bit overthrown. But that's that's a play you know, Lad's been able to make in the past, and he honestly should have made in that situation. So I think you know, I think he's trending in the right direction, but there's still you know a little bit more to get out of him before back to what we've been seeing.
0: For me, that missed deep ball is 100% on Stetson Bennett, and I give no blame to Ladd McConkey for that. He had to lay out, he had to put his whole reach, his arms out while he was diving to try to make the catch. I think it's it, he was open by so much that Stetson could have just basically put all the air under it in the world and it would have been an easy touchdown. And instead, he tried, he just put it out in front of him. And I think, I think Lad doesn't deserve any criticism for that. And then that was just a concern in general. B- B- Bennett's deep passing was not on point. I mean, he missed Bowers down the sideline as well on a throw he usually hits. So I think that d- downfield passing, which has traditionally been a concern with Stetson Bennett, but kind of we had stopped worrying about, I think, early in the season, is starting to come back and be a thing to watch because Georgia's going to need some of those big passing plays to compete with the likes of Tennessee, who look pretty pretty good.
1: Yeah, I mean, I do think Bennett's got to improve on his deep shots. Um, as you said, he missed Bowers and McConkie, and I think I think if Georgia wants to go where they want to go, Stetson Bennett's going to have to be a better deep ball thrower. Thanks for coming on the show, Parth. Thanks for
0: having me, Stu. Welcome back to the show, John.
2: Thanks for having me, Stu.
0: Yeah, so we're talking Georgia Vandy now, and I, I wanted to get your thoughts on Vanderbilt's team this year. I know you and Parth have been in the corner of them being something of a sleeper team in the SEC, so I wanted you to talk about that a little bit.
2: Um, As a person, I will always root for the underdog so I wanted Vandy to be really good this year but they haven't been um they've been competitive against the bad teams they beat Hawaii they beat Northern Illinois but against the SEC opponents they just really haven't been up to snuff now to be fair all of the SEC opponents they face this year have been wrecked they lost to Ole Miss and a close game, at least until halftime. They lost to Alabama in a game that they were never in, and they lost to Wake Forest. So against these ranked teams, they're just not quite up to snuff to uh, take on that challenge yet. Um, And I think that's probably going to be the case against Georgia. I really don't like Vanderbilt's chances in this game.
0: Yeah, I mean, I don't think anybody really does. I don't think it's realistically seen as a, a big upset potential thing but obviously Vanderbilt last week played close with Ole Miss for a while before Ole Miss did pull away and basically just dominated them throughout the second half I mean what do you think that performance says does that mean Vanderbilt will be able to maybe put up something of a fight early in like a best case scenario or do you see them getting pretty much rolled over
2: I think the game against Ole Miss tells the story that Vanderbilt's been telling all year the defense just isn't good. They give, they're give they giving up the most yards in the SEC this year. Part of that is because the SEC teams they face have just gone wild on them. And part of that is just because the defense isn't very good. They force some fumbles, they get fumble recoveries, and that's how they stay in these games. But if you're not turning the ball over, you're going to be able to score on Vanderbilt and you're going to be able to score a whole lot.
0: Well, so I guess my question is, what is the biggest test that Vanderbilt provides for Georgia? I mean, is it just like... Trying to play a complete game where Georgia has really struggled to do that recently, would you say?
2: Well, Vanderbilt's best player on defense is Anthony Orchie. Orchie's the linebacker who leads the SEC in tackles. And Georgia's big problem throughout the past two weeks on offense, at least to me, has been their inability to get Brock Bowers and Kenny McIntosh touches in the receiving game. If they can do that against Orchi, I think that's going to spell victory for Georgia.
0: Yeah, for me, I mean, Georgia should be aiming to play kind of a, a complete offensive game where they get the passing game and the running game going at the same time. Because I feel like whenever Georgia's passing game has been able to carry the load, the running game hasn't been as effective and vice versa has, has been true as well although last week's second half I thought was a step in the right direction where they were able to throw the ball with some success late where they really hadn't in the first half at all against Auburn while they ran the ball exceptionally well so I think Georgia should be seeking to really I thought the Auburn game was something of a get right get your confidence back kind of performance after the Missouri scare and then this one should be like Georgia really just dominating a game completely I think is the the ideal scenario for Georgia (laughs)
2: yeah. Another problem that might occur for the Bulldogs is that uh, A.J. Swan is Vanderbilt's quarterback. Swan is a freshman who's only played two full games, so there's not a whole lot of tape on him. If he can show something that he hasn't so far, that might be problematic for Georgia.
0: Yeah, I don't see Vanderbilt's offense being able to create very much. I think Swan's inexperienced. You were kind of framing it as a potential advantage for for Vanderbilt, but I think going against a defense like Georgia's where their coaching staff is so experienced 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 and so sophisticated with the calls they can make i don't think it's going to really help swan that there's not i mean there's not a lot of tape on him but i don't think george is that concerned about whether there's tape on aj swan to be quite frank with you i mean i think they're going to send pressure early and often i think they're going to try to confuse him and i think it could end up looking similar to robbie ashford i don't think it'll look exactly like that because i do think swan has a little more to his game than ashford did but i i think he'll probably struggle overall still
2: Well, I think the thing is that Vanderbilt knows that Swan is inexperienced, and they try to protect him by running the ball a whole lot. Uh, Ray Davis is Vanderbilt's running back, and he's second in the SEC in total attempts. So I think that's going to be something that Vanderbilt tries to go to in this game. But I don't think they're going to have much success against Georgia's defensive line.
0: Yeah, and I mean I think if the game plays out how we both seem to think it will, Vanderbilt will end up in a big hole, and they'll probably have to turn to the passing game at some point. Obviously, if the game really gets out of hand, you kind of just go back to your your base offense and kind of just see if you can get something going, but I think if they have to turn to a pass-first approach, like if Georgia gets up early, I think they're in big trouble. So looking at the Georgia side of things in this game, who are, who's an offensive player and a defensive player that you see having a big performance?
2: I think Georgia's offensive performance this game is going to come down to Stetson Bennett. Vanderbilt runs a lot of zone defense, and against zone defense, it's really up to do the quarterback to dissect and make good decisions and if Setson can make good decisions in this game, Georgia's going to roll. From the defensive side of the ball, I'm going to pick another veteran player. We talked about A.J. Swann's inexperience, and I think he's going to make a lot of mistakes against Georgia in this game. And I think Christopher Smith really has an opportunity to take advantage of those mistakes and come up with a couple turnovers in this one.
0: For me, I'm going to go with two pairs of players i'm picking darnell washington and brock bowers to have a big game on offense i think the offense has shown time and time again it really runs best through the tight ends and when they're involved so i think georgia responds with with a, a strong game for both of them i think bowers is due for another big game of his it feels like every other game is a big game for brock bowers but um and darnell washington i think will get involved as well On the defensive side of the ball, I'm going with a pair of defensive linemen. Warren Brinson, who I talked earlier about as a guy that really impressed me against Auburn, I think he's going to build on that performance and show up stuffing some of those runs and getting pressure on Swan. And then Zion Logue as well, who's also doing a good job stepping up in the absence of Jalen Carter I think those two are going to show up on the d-line and just make a few plays
2: yeah I think Carter's absence has really opened up an opportunity for a bunch of guys on the defensive line to step up in this game and I think Georgia will need that production in this game against a Vanderbilt team that really likes to run the ball
0: so moving to a different topic I wanted to ask you for your thoughts on one of the biggest games of the college football slate so far that's coming up this weekend. It's Tennessee versus Alabama. How do you see this game playing out? It's obviously two teams that are directly in competition with Georgia for the SEC. All three are undefeated right now. That's not going to be true come Saturday night. How do you see it playing out?
2: I have a hard time picking against Alabama until someone actually beats Alabama. So I have to go with a Crimson Tide in this one. I think Tennessee's going to give them a run for their money because Alabama has not looked super impressive of this season but I think the Clemson Tide pull away in the end
0: I mean I think the biggest thing in this game is does Alabama get Bryce Young back I don't know if it looks likely or not but I think I think Tennessee has a really strong chance to win it if it's not bryce young um milgrove has shown a tendency to turn the ball over especially through the air and i think if they do turn the ball over in this game tennessee's offense is just too good to give extra opportunities to um i think almost all logic dictates to me that tennessee would win this game but i'm just so used to alabama going against what my brain thinks and and when they have a game like they did against a&m they almost always bounce back with like a destructive performance so i can't in good conscience like say i think tennessee is gonna win just because i've seen alabama go through this whole song and dance so many times but i mean my gut just says tennessee gets this win i feel like it's a different season for tennessee and i think it's gonna be a three-horse race to the end in the sec
2: Well, one of the interesting things about this game is I don't really think Tennessee's defense has been tested at all this season. So if Bryce Young does play, I think we've got a chance to learn a lot about both teams in this one.
0: Yeah, and I I think, I mean, Jameer Gibbs looks awesome for Alabama, and I think if Young is back in this game, and just in general, down the stretch, when Young gets back, now that they've got Gibbs working, I think that this like little two-week stretch where they've had to get Gibbs going is going to really pay dividends against teams in a playoff situation or in the SEC championship game and things like that, where Alabama is going to be really multifaceted, whereas... They've almost become a passing team, even though, obviously, Alabama always has a talented running back. I think last year they were super pass-heavy, and I I think this year's team is going to be offensively really hard to stop if they have Bryce Young and Jameer Gibbs on the field at the same time. So, circling back to the Georgia-Vanderbilt game, how do you see this one playing out? What's your score prediction?
2: Well, Stu, both Alabama and Ole Miss dropped 50 on Vanderbilt, so I feel like it would be a little disrespectful if I didn't— predict the bulldogs to have a big game i'm gonna take the bulldogs 48 to 6 for vanderbilt
0: i i feel similarly to you i think this is a big time get right game for georgia and another one will that where they're gonna dominate a la oregon and south carolina i got georgia 56 vanderbilt seven thanks for coming on the show john
2: pleasure to be here Stu.
0: Thanks for listening to Between the Headphones. I'm Stuart Steele. You can find other episodes wherever you get your podcasts and on redandblack.com. For even more Georgia football coverage, visit Renblack.com gameday. We'll tee it up Between the Headphones again next week.